Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to take our time together to follow up on a concept that I really briefly touched on in Saturday's episode. That was episode 380, 380, which I will link up in the show notes over on primalpotential.com. But if you haven't heard it yet, definitely listen to it, but I will get you caught up for now. I was chatting with a podcast listener who has lost 50-50 pounds in the last six months and has 50 more she wants to lose, and she's struggling with confidence and more specifically feels like she's not good enough. And she was sharing with me that when she was a kid, her mom used to say to her, suck in your gut, and it made her feel like because of her size, she wasn't good enough. She, by choice, albeit primarily subconscious choice, has carried that story with her. And the reason I emphasize by choice is because, as I told her, she has the ability to create a different story. She does not have to cling to the one that is not serving her and that is decades old. I shared with her one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard, and I say it all the time. If you don't like the story you are in, leave. If you don't like the story you are in, change it. Whether it's your story about being good enough, whether it's your story about your discipline, whether it's your story about motivation or fitness. In this case, the person I was talking to, she can decide and then practice with reinforced action, choice after choice after choice. I'm worth it regardless of my weight, because what we tell ourselves is what we believe. I want you to think about how powerful that is. What we tell ourselves is what we believe. I had an experience this weekend that made me realize I need to be more consistent about voicing this approach, this perspective of if you don't like the story you're in, if it's not serving you, if it's not helping you, if it's not moving you towards a better life, change it, leave it. Here's what happened, and then I'll kind of share with you what I see as the major disservice some stories, pervasive and common stories, are doing to our ability to be successful. So I was traveling this weekend, and on Sunday, I went to a local gym. The one that was open when I needed to go was a Planet Fitness. Cool, no worries. I can get in a good workout anywhere with or without a gym. And there was one down the road, so I headed down to get started on my workout. Now, I know that Planet Fitness markets itself as the quote-unquote judgment-free zone, and it wasn't my first time in one of their gyms. But what I saw, and you've probably seen it before, is, from my perspective, a problem. 
if you live in the United States, you've probably seen or heard their no lunks commercials, lunks. And there was this huge sign on one of their walls. It was probably like, I don't know, five feet wide by four or five feet long. Pretty big. I put it in, a, in my Instagram stories on my at Elizabeth Benton Instagram account. So <laughs> the sign says, lunk alarm. And then there was an actual red alarm light below it. And the sign said, lunk, noun. So it's defining what a lunk is. Slang, one who grunts, drops weights, or judges. Then, ever so helpfully, it defines by using it in a sentence below, Ricky is slamming his weights, wearing a bodybuilding tank top, and drinking water of out of a gallon jug. What a lunk. Now again, this is the gym that says they're the judgment-free zone, so there's a little bit of irony there. But anyway, according to this sign, members and guests learn a few things. Number one, lunk is a derogatory word. Number two, lunks are not welcome there. Number three, lunks are people who drop their weights or make noises while lifting or judge people or wear bodybuilding tank tops or drink water out of a gallon container. Now, on every one of their machines... Every single one. It's like a machine heavy gym. There's not really um, like barbells and things like that. So it's just cardio machines, weight machines. On every one of their machines, you will see either no critics or judgment free zone. So every single one of the hundreds of machines in there say either no critics or judgment free zone. This is an example of telling a story establishing a set of beliefs. This is, in this example, a corporation telling you a story about what fitness is, means, and look likes, looks like. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all for the judgment-free zone and not criticizing anybody's efforts in the gym. Like, if you show up, good on you, period, the end. But I couldn't help but feel as I stand there in the gym as someone who wears tank tops, as someone who would have no issue at all drinking water from a gallon container or from a watering can, I don't care, as someone who routinely drops weights and who also, I personally, routinely makes noises while lifting. Now, I'm not going to call it grunting because I don't think that's what I do, but regardless, I kind of see that as the opposite of the judgment-free zone. And I also see it as a story that tells people showing up and working hard, exerting yourself in a way that is noticeable by others, grunting, dropping the weights, etc., is offensive or inappropriate, and that what you wear and what you put your water in determines <laughs> what you are in terms of a workout personality the opposite of a judgment-free zone. But more importantly, and I'm not picking on Planet Fitness here, although they're an easy example, I don't see it as a valuable story that if you dress a certain way, if you drink your water out of a certain thing, and we see this with CrossFit all the time, like 
If you wear a sports bra and booty shorts, you're somehow intimidating or flaunting as opposed to, that is a story. An alternative story is you bust your butt. Kudos. Good on you. Whether you want to do that style of workout or not, whether you would personally dress that way or not, how does the story of really that's what you're wearing or the story of it's intimidating versus inspiring or at least great for them for their effort and their hard work. How does the story of judgment help anybody? I think it's a story that keeps people intimidated. I really do. I think it keeps people in this box of this is a way of working out that's good and this is a way of working out that's bad. It's a limiting story. It is not an empowering story. And again, I'll say that I totally support any and all message about respect and not judging, but how does this story about attire or exertion help anybody? Let me pose an alternative perspective. When I see someone in a gym who is clearly dressed for physical exertion, whether that's a sports bra and boy shorts or a bodybuilding tank top, who is pushing through reps that are clearly challenging them by grunting or crying out, who pushes to muscular fatigue, I see that as inspiring. Whether I want to do it or not, good on you. Like way to go and do something more than just walking at a 3.0 on a treadmill if that's not exerting for them. Not as like, really? Look at this guy. Look at this girl. Who do they think they are? Which perspective serves me more? Which perspective makes me better? Which perspective encourages me to push beyond my comfort zone and into growth? The perspective of, look at that jerk, what a lunk. I mean, that doesn't help anybody. In fact, it can hurt both the person you're judging and yourself because you have a perspective of right and wrong that doesn't serve your own growth. Alternatively, get after it, guy. Looks like you're working hard. Way to go. Maybe you inspired me to work harder, or maybe you didn't, but either way, bravo. Doesn't offend me with what you wear. Like if you feel comfortable, whatever you're wearing to the gym, whatever you put your water in, if you push yourself to exertion, that you are physically emoting that exertion, like way to go. So they don't have very heavy weights in, um, and it's all relative. I understand that, but relative to other gyms. Planet Fitness doesn't have super heavy weights because they don't want people, I don't know, grunting. So, (laughs) and they don't have like traditional barbells. So I was using a leg press machine, which I don't usually use machines. And the heaviest it would go is 350 pounds. Now, if you've never been on a leg press and that sounds like a lot, it's it's not. Um, It's really not. Like leg press, people can do multiples of their body weight pretty effortlessly. But anyway, even with 350 pounds, I wanted to really push myself in the workout. So I was doing very, very big sets, which required me personally to exhale loudly on each rep. And I was told that that could be intimidating. That's a story. That's a perspective. First of all, it's only intimidating if you make my workout about you. And it's not. It's not a story that serves anybody for me making noise during my workout to be intimidating. 
Intimidating might be walking up to you and saying, come on, come on, is that all you got? But minding my own business on a leg press machine, working hard, what if the story was just good go, girl, like get it, get after it, way to go, good on you, you're here on a Sunday morning, way to go. And I'm not saying this because of my own personal experience that I needed to vent or rant about. Because like I said, this ain't my first rodeo. Like I've been to Planet Fitness before and I've had similar experiences. But when I thought about it from the perspective of encouraging stories that limit our growth and teach us to judge people for how they work hard in their workout when it has really nothing to do with us. I don't think it helps. With the thing in mind, with the perspective in mind, which serves me more? Which story helps me? Which story helps me grow? Which story is positive? Which story is negative? Because our stories either keep us where we are or they help move us forward, right? Looking at the gym that I work out on a regular basis, some people could create a story that suggests that where I work out is intimidating or over the top. There's lots of grunting, lots of barbell dropping, lots of shirtless men, and lots of women in short booty shorts and sports bras, right? Story one, that's scary. That's over the top. That's intense. They think they're better than everybody else. They're too much. That's intimidating. Or story two, good on them. They're showing up and they're working hard. Or... I'm going to use their drive to help me push harder in a way that's comfortable for me right now. Or just simply, they've clearly put in a lot of work and they're willing to work really hard. What might that look like for me in my life? Stories are a very powerful thing. In any situation, you're either going to find fault or you're going to find opportunity. You're going to see a problem or you're going to see a solution. You're going to see a way to grow or a reason not to grow. You're going to see a situation in a negative light or a positive light. This is incredibly powerful in relationships. And I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole, but I'll kind of like, I'll I'll kind of go down a rabbit hole just for a second. You could have a story that somebody said something to you because they're insensitive, because they're mean, because they're inconsiderate. Or you can have the story of, I think they had really good intentions and they expressed their feelings, which are very valid to me. And it pushed some buttons for me, but that's not really about them. That's about my interpretation of what they said, right? Your stories in relationships are huge. And I'm not, I I could spend hours and hours and hours talking about the relationship side of things, but our stories create a negative situation or a positive situation in the same logic, applying to relationships, applying to fitness, also applies to food choices. Story one, indulging is fun. It feels good. Being disciplined with my food choices sucks and it's hard and it's not fun and it feels like a punishment. Story one says, I just wish I could eat whatever I want. But a different story is eating well makes me feel my best and that is worth it because I want to feel my best and taking care of myself is a gift I get to give myself multiple times a day, and I want to feel as good as possible. Our thoughts are so much more powerful than we realize. They determine our expectations. They determine our interactions. They determine our emotions. And ultimately, the stories we create about the things going on around us determine whether or not we're going to be successful. You might be thinking, doesn't matter what I think about it. It matters a lot. 
If you see eating well as a punishment, as a sacrifice, you will always be looking for excuses. But if you see it as a gift, as something that is for you and not against you, you'll always be looking for a way. If you see fitness as something done right or wrong, as good or bad, you're going to spend more energy on judgment than you will on learning and growing. And you're going to miss out on powerful opportunities to try things that you might love, that might really move the needle for you. So I want to wrap up asking you to think about this. In any situation, are you willing to ask yourself, is the way I'm seeing this helping me or hurting me? Is there a different perspective available to me? What is my story about this thing? Whether it's food, fitness, mindset, this strategy, this approach, does it help me or is it holding me back? Does it make me feel like things are possible or like things are impossible? Does it encourage me to take action or does it keep me where I am? If you don't like the story you are in, leave. If you don't like the story you are in, change it. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.